Good morning. Um, I have to say, uh, on a very kind of personal level, I was uh, quite happy to uh, to hear uh, Pastor Malone. Uh, he shared with me this morning that he had chosen to decline the call to St. Louis. And, and one of the reasons that I was, I was really quite happy to hear that is uh, the opening words of our psalm for today, Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am in distress, might have hit a bit close to home <laughs> had, it been, had it been the alternative. Uh, but even though uh, perhaps maybe that uh, distress uh, was alleviated by, by that news, that's not to say there aren't other places and, and times of, of distress in here this morning. In fact, I suspect that for most of us, uh, as much as, as we love Pastor Malone and, and as much as we love uh, the Malone family, uh, that probably wasn't on the top of the list for most of, of the distress that we have. Maybe for them, but, but probably not for, for everyone else. And, and the thing that I've found is, is often moments of, of distress and, and difficulty in life can, can be really quite revelatory in terms of where we place our trust. Where is it that you turn when life gets difficult? When there's a challenging situation at work, or you're having relationship problems. When, when you feel overwhelmed. When you're stressed and, and anxious about the things that you have to get done. When you feel like balancing all of the demands of, of life feel, feels incredibly difficult. Where is it that you turn? You know, I found that, that primarily there's really only two places that we tend to turn. Is that most of the time we, we either turn inward in some fashion or we find ourselves turning outward. And so if we turn inward, we kind of embrace that pull yourself up by the bootstraps mentality where we just need to grit our teeth and, and try a little bit harder and apply our reason and our intellect and our decision making and all of our skills and abilities. And if we just apply that correctly, we can handle all of the problems that we face. Or the alternative is we often turn outward. We look to someone else to solve all of our problems. We look to, to some self-help guru who, who has the right advice. Or, or we look to someone who, who makes promises of a better life for us. Or, or a product that says it will make our lives more simple and easier. Or perhaps we just try to escape it all. We don't want to deal with it and so we flee to a substance or we stare at our devices because we don't want to think about the difficulty that life is often filled with. And what I find interesting about this section of Psalm 31 is David looks at both of these, both that turning inward and the turning outward. And he essentially says they're useless. And the places that we turn, they, they have a way of revealing where our ultimate trust really lies. David begins, well he doesn't begin this psalm, but where we begin it in verse 9, he says this, Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. My eye is wasted from grief, my soul and my body also, for my life is spent with sorrow and my years with sighing. My strength fails because of my iniquity. 
and my bones waste away. David looks inward. And what does he see? He sees weakness. He sees pain and sorrow. He sees death. And it's all happening because of his iniquity, because of his guilt, because of the sin that is in him. David looks inward and says, I can't rely on that. I'm wasting away because of my sin. In the midst of difficulty, I simply can't turn inward and look at myself because there's nothing to find there except for sin and death and weakness. And so David then turns and he looks at the alternative and and doesn't really find much better there. He says, because of all my adversaries, verse 11, I have become a reproach, especially to my neighbors, and an object of dread to my acquaintances. Those who see me in the street, they flee from me. I've been forgotten like one who is dead. I've become like a broken vessel, for I hear the whispering of many, terror on every side as they scheme together against me, as they plot to take my life. David turns inward and he finds no refuge there. He turns outward and he doesn't find anything better. He just simply finds fear and abandonment, terror and warfare and strife. He finds adversaries who don't wish his good, they wish his harm. And so ultimately, as he looks both inward and then outward to the world, where is David left to turn? Verse 14, but I trust in you, O Lord. I say you are my God. My times are in your hand. Rescue me from the hand of my enemies and from my persecutors. Make your face shine on your servant. Save me. In your steadfast love. David looks inward at himself and finds only sin, only weakness and death. He looks outward and ultimately just finds the same rising up against him. And he is led to the conclusion that his only hope of rescue is placing his hands into the good, kind, loving hands of our God. And says, in you alone, O Lord, can I find rescue. Where are you looking right now for rescue? Are you looking inward? Are you looking to yourself, thinking that you just need to grit your teeth a little bit more, and and the fears and the anxieties and the difficulties of life, you have what it takes to overcome them. Or are you looking outward? Are you looking to some leader, some guru, some person, some relationship, making a promise of of a better, happier life? Someone promising you rescue? Are you looking to the leadership of two young, winsome, handsome pastors to lead you into the Or maybe you, like David, you have just simply run out of options. And you don't know where to turn. 
And so you've just tried to distract yourself. You've just run to those things that blind you to life's pain, that blind you to both the difficulty of your sin that's inside and the difficulty of the sin on the outside. You know, I find uh, that most of us, the only time we we find ourselves actually turning to God is, is sort of when we've run out of other options. You can nod your head because I know you've all been there. Right? We'll, we'll try everything else. We'll, we'll look inside. We'll, we'll look outside. We'll, we'll go wherever we can to find some rescue for our problems, even perhaps to the point of insanity, before we will actually flee to God. But you know, here's the thing. Our God welcomes those who seek him even as their last option. In fact, that's why we gather today on Palm Sunday and we lift our voices and we shout Hosanna and we welcome Jesus in and we follow him to the cross. We do that because we are people who we have simply run out of other options. People who know we have no place to turn. We've tried going inward. It didn't work. We've tried looking to the world. It didn't work. We've only been disappointed. We've only been hurt. We've only been burned. We've only found sin and terror and death. And so we shout Hosanna to the one who comes in on a donkey. Not because he's going to set up a throne in Jerusalem. Not because we think he's going to start some war campaign to tread down our enemies. But we shout Hosanna to this Jesus who comes to bear the cross because we know that the only place that we could hope for rescue is in this man. Because on his cross, he works the forgiveness for that sin is inside, that's inside of you. And on that same cross works rescue from the sin and the terror and the dread that is in the world around us. Come and shout Hosanna to this king. Because from the sin on the inside and the sin on the outside, he has come to rescue you. Amen?